0: Well, hello Toowoomba. Welcome to this, a new week and month, June already. We have been lucky enough to record a couple of interviews in person, with all the safety precautions and social distancing in place, of course. So our life at least is beginning to return to some normality. Hope you are all staying safe, and if you have school-aged kids, I hope last week's return to school helped you regain some of your sanity. This week is a very different week. We have Mayor Paul Antonio on for the first time, and we do a conversational piece with a local self-employed death doula. Now we all know that death can sometimes be a difficult subject, but I sat down with Tracy Roberts from The Last Leaf End of Life Doula for a candid chat about what she does and how it helps people deal with death. So let's get on with the show. In News of the Week, Toowoomba Regional Council off-leash areas are open again. The Council Customer Service Centres are set for a staged reopening. Hear more from the Mayor in the next segment. Council meetings are now being live-streamed on the TRC website or YouTube. We can now add polystyrene to the list of items that residents and commercial operators could recycle for free at the Greater Toowoomba Waste Management Facility. Council have recently bought a machine that uses heat and pressure to compress expanded polystyrene into bricks that are sold for use in flooring, cladding and other applications. This is a great reuse of polystyrene, with significant space saved in our landfill. Now let's stay with the Council theme and chat with the Mayor. We would like to welcome Mayor Paul Antonio to the Talking to Womba podcast. Thank you for your time today, Mayor.
1: Oh, thanks, Shane. Thanks very much for having me. We're delighted to be part of this. This is uh, the new world, the way the world will be from now on, and I'm very, very happy to be part of what you're achieving.
0: Thank you. Look, first of all, I'd like to congratulate you on being re-elected. I think It's important that we have a tried and tested team leading the council at this difficult time, but it's also great to see some younger councillors in the mix as well.
1: Yeah, it was an interesting election in that the community chose to uh, to keep the original team that stood again. A bit sad to see the likes of Chris Tate, Mike Williams, Joe Ramier and Anne Glassine leave the stage, but there comes a time. But the four new councillors will certainly uh, play their part. Uh, We've got uh, Rebecca Bonhoff, We've got uh, Melissa Taylor, we've got Tim McMahon and uh, we've got Councillor Kerry Shine who of course comes to the table with a tremendous amount of experience. I'm very happy with the team. The community has chosen and that's democracy.
0: Now, I certainly don't envy you and and all the councillors at this time. Where is the council moving from here to help business and residents?
1: Uh, Well, we've of course uh, brought down stage one of our corona. Virus relief package. Uh, there'll certainly be a lot more coming in June, the June budget. And of course, uh, we brought down a 10.5 million dollar package of support. 8.7 million dollars of that will go directly to our ratepayers, and 1.8 million dollars comes forward in other measures. Uh, we're certainly happy to support those who we can. We're living, we are living in unprecedented times. And uh, I think that this is not only a health shock to the the world, but an economic shock, and we must recognise that.
0: Okay, so as we navigate coming out of coronavirus and look forward to the future, what are Council's major plans at this stage?
1: Well, certainly we're planning to invest far more in, in infrastructure, but we'd be very, very keen to work with the likes of the state and the federal government to make sure that they're part of it too. Infrastructure is what will build opportunity in this region. And and we're planning on a number of things. Uh, There's been a fair bit of discussion around uh, the quarry gardens and the beginning, the the steady journey. And it's a long journey to establish those, the tourist attraction. There are many other things that we really want to do. We want to make absolutely sure that we survive this. This is a tough time. But we have a broad economy here in Toowoomba. And a lot of job opportunities, we have a lot of entrepreneurial people. So I believe that we'll come out of this fairly well uh, once once we're over
0: with it. Okay, so in the meantime, uh, as we rebuild, how do we keep our community strong?
1: Well, look, local government is very much uh, a community builder. We're uh, certainly looking at uh, a whole range of things. We are seeking more effort coming out of the state and federal government to support local people. Uh, But we're going to be working pretty hard this term on water security. Uh, We've got a brand new regional planning scheme coming our way. The last planning scheme came down in 2012. And look what's changed since then. We've got an airport. We've got a bypass. We've got the potential of a uh, a major inland rail project. So there's a whole lot of things have turned up since then. So uh, we're, we're pretty pleased with where we are. The council will work with the community, but we will be focusing very hard on attracting external support into this community. We are working, working, of course, with some initiatives where we're trying very, very hard to get more local suppliers, more local procurement, and we've changed a few things there. We're under $200,000 where possible. We actually will definitely use local suppliers.
0: Okay, now we're very much into the positives on on our podcast. In our News of the Week segment, we have mentioned the recent announcement of recycling polystyrene packaging at the waste facility. Can you elaborate on this initiative, please?
1: Well, that's that's a great initiative by Council and look, I think we're really at the cutting edge here of recycling. It will be the recycled product will be used in cladding and flooring products. It will not It can't be placed in the yellow recycling bin because that's bundled off to the recycling offsite. But it's a great reuse of the product to pack and protect items such as household appliances. So we're pretty pleased with the way we're doing that. We're pleased that we're at the cutting edge and uh, it's a brand new product stream for Council that hopefully will help us balance our budget.
0: Now, we also try to keep uh, everyone up to date with what's going on at Council and as a community service. So could you give us an update on what is reopening and anything else we need to know about?
1: Yeah, look, there are some reduced hours and new reserve and collect process uh, at our libraries. Our libraries will be opening up again, or they have opened up again, but they're different libraries to what they would have been in the past. And uh, we've had to make some uh, major judgments. And of course, many of our staff uh, have to be on call, have to be there. But then, um, people can't come in in big numbers. They have to be very, very careful. Uh, we are certainly opening up our service centres and that's from last Monday. We had Toowoomba, Mulmerin, Crows Nest, Fitzworth customer service centres open and, and that allows people to go in there as they need to go in there without, without an appointment. They'll be open from 8.30 to 5, Monday to Friday. Uh, so, in, in saying all of that, uh, we also have some 2020 Toowoomba Bicentennial Emerging Artists Awards and exhibition application will have to be lodged by Sunday, 21st of June. It's a major project, and we put significant money into it. Fifteen thousand dollars is available for acquisitions from those that are displayed, with selected artworks that will be included in the Toowoomba Art Gallery collection.
0: Mayor, is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap our chat up today?
1: No, look, just thank you very much for doing what you're doing. Uh, We live in a brand new world. We want to make absolutely sure that uh, we do, in fact, connect well with people, Uh, and I think this is part of the, the process of connecting very, very well with people. So thanks very much for what you're doing.
0: Look, thank you, Mayor. We certainly appreciate your time, and I look forward to catching up with you again on a regular basis. Thank you. Next up, we talk the difficulties of death. Well, this morning I'm chatting with Tracy Roberts from the Last Leaf, end of life doula. Morning, Tracy.
2: Good morning, Shane.
0: Now, Tracy, you have a very interesting business and role that you play. Hmm. I'd like to chat to you about it, particularly, I suppose, at the present time with coronavirus. Uh, In in our still in our memories, Mm. that must be a difficult time for a lot of people.
2: Oh, it is a difficult time for for a lot of people, especially in the caring role for people that are in home. It isolates them even more.
0: Can you explain to me what you actually do?
2: Well, my role as an end of life doula or a death doula is to support people in their end of life choices or their journey if they've been given a diagnosis and they need to get things in place or they need support. It is a non-medical role. I do have a background of 40 years of nursing that I can draw from but in my role as an end of life doula it's mainly for the support, knowledge, education. My last client that I had was a good example of that because her sons weren't in Toowoomba, one was in Japan and one was in New South Wales. So my support went over the year and to the final moment at the hospice where I sat with her as she was dying and her sons knew that she was well supported. And when I did ask her what she got from my service, she did. She said to me that she felt confident to remain at home as long as she could having me there to support her with my knowledge and education so that was lovely
0: I was at my father's bedside when when he passed away and it, it is a very difficult time to deal with both in the lead up during the time when they're passing and obviously the morning afterwards mm. uh, it's it's a very emotional time and, I mean, I'll admit I'm a softie. I, I tear up mm-hmm. at the drop of a hat. Yes. How do you cope with that or is, or do you still tear up as well? Is that sort of part of it all?
2: Oh, yes, definitely I tear up. There are some I probably tear up more than others. Um, and I think I went okay with this lady right up until I FaceTimed her son when it was all over. And, yes, I teared up then. Because over the day, I had sat with her and one of her good friends. And Shane, it was really a lovely last day for her. So yeah, I do tear up. Sometimes I've walked out of people's homes and really had a blab. Sometimes I've walked into people's homes and they've put their arms around me and that's got me going too. I think there's a there's a line where you'd where you stop and think, well, hang on a minute, I can't be too too emotional at that time. But it just shows that it is an emotional caring time for all of us. I'm not family, so that gives me that little bit of distance as well. But if it didn't touch me or didn't make me emotional sometimes, then I don't think I would be the right person for the job. Yeah, have to be caring and have some feeling
0: Yeah, I, I suppose that's right. And I mean that it must be quite satisfying for you to know that what you consider is just doing something to try and help, but it's yes. actually really helping either the person who is passing on or those who are struggling with with the grief after someone's passing.
2: I think so. Yeah, it, it is. It is, and. Her friend had said to me at the end of the day, because we sat there, I think, for 10 hours, and when it was all done, she said, I don't feel as emotional or sad as I thought I would have. And I said, I think that's because we've had such a good day here with her, sharing stories and being with her, that when the time comes, it just prepares you a little bit more. I'm not saying that you don't have any sadness or anything. It just prepares you just that little bit more for when the time does come. And I think that's where my role over the time with clients and family prepares them a little bit better.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a bit like you're able to offer the same sort of support as a person who's directly involved, Mm. but... You're also able to be able to offer comfort to those who really need it because you're not directly involved with the situation. Yes,
2: that's right. And and that's where on that day I I was also there for her friend because her friend didn't think that she could have sat there all day. But with me there, we all sat there. And it was it was pretty special. Because I, I over the years, I have looked after many hundreds of people that have died. But I don't think I've actually sat through the whole stages like I did the other day. So that gave me a, a better understanding of, of the dying process, which gives me better knowledge for the next person as well. I mean, I see all the different stages from a nurse because you pop in and pop out, but you don't sit with somebody for that amount of time. And I haven't with any family members either. So it was, um, it was truly, for me, a new experience, I think, and something that I have learned a few things along the way.
0: And I would imagine that every, every situation you find yourself in is totally different.
2: Mm. Everybody dies differently? Yes. And that's where... Families will say, well, what next and what can I expect? I can give them a rough idea and a general idea and with all the examples that I've seen, but then also add these things may not happen. Something new might happen or nothing happens, but I'm just giving you these other little scenarios of things that may happen.
0: Yeah, I was... Reflecting then for a moment back when 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 my father passed, and whilst I know he was ready and he was he was accepting of it, yes, his life that he's had and okay, it was his time so to speak. But I struggled with that. Yes, I suppose you're doing it out of love, but then 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 you get to think afterwards, you know, were you being selfish because you know you, you didn't want want him to go. Mm. and then you start to question whether yourself as to whether you're being selfish or whether it's just that you know you're going to miss them.
2: And, and that's common to think that because well, some people will say, I just want it to end. Yeah, Is that being selfish? No, it's not being selfish. You don't want to see your loved ones going through that, but also it's very tiring to watch somebody die for hours, days. Yeah. So emotions are vulnerable and... It's just normal to think that, I think. I just want it to be over. That, that's okay to say that, whereas some people feel guilty saying that.
0: I suppose from from your point of view, uh, sometimes the, the hardest part uh, of your role would be after the fact with uh, the relatives that are left behind because, mm. as you said, you, you see a, a, peace, a peaceful passing in a person who's okay with what's happening to them. But it's everyone else that is, is really struggling mm. with it and must be very hard to be able to help people in that situation.
2: Yeah, I think it's just mainly listening to them and what their concerns are. And and, and I did see a chap um, before Christmas who got in touch with me and, and wanted my service. So we caught up and he had lost his wife five or six weeks earlier and he He didn't know if his grief was normal, if he needed to see a psychologist or what to feel or anything like that. And after a few few times chatting with him, he said, do I need to see a psychologist? I said, what you're feeling is normal. It's normal grief. But he didn't know that that was okay to go through those things and and what to experience. He just needed support and someone to listen to him Someone to go shopping with him because he said his wife had always done his shopping and he asked if I could go with him to buy new clothes. So off we went. And he said, I think I'll be okay. And I said, yeah, I think you will be too. Some people don't know how to deal with their grief, but they just need reassurance that, yes, this this is okay. Or hang on a minute, I might need need a psychologist or somebody to chat with. And I mean, grief goes on forever. It just changes
0: yeah, it's it's just part of your journey, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it. You know, you're not that person you were before it, the event happened, but you take that grief with you and you live your life with it, and eventually, it just gets a little bit easier to live with. Never goes, and you'll burst into tears at an unexpected time. <laughs> it's part of dying, isn't it? It's uh, it's part of strength of love you have. Somebody, so they say, with with the grief. You know, I know just with my little dog. He was part of my life, but you miss him just as much.
0: The last leaf is an interesting name you came up with. I've got to ask you, what led you to go the last leaf end of life dueler? Well,
2: I was I was working with um, a lovely couple when I was nursing at the outreach program, and Bill and Robin. This was going back a couple of years ago and I'm allowed to say their names. Bill was in a diagnosis with his cancer and Robin was looking after him in such a beautiful environment. And every time I went to visit, you know, she had all the cares done and we'd sit and chat and Bill was an old bushy and would tell me these great stories and he had a beautiful garden out his window that, you know, we'd sit and look at the flowers and he told me this story that O. Henry had written in the early 1900s and it was called The Last Leaf and it was about a young girl who was dying of the pneumonia at the time and she had said to one of the artist fellas that lived in her complex, when the last leaf falls off that flower outside my window will be when I die and he didn't want her to die so he went out and painted the leaves on the window so when she would look out. The leaves would be still there. And she didn't die. Unfortunately, he did because he got pneumonia and died. And that was called the last leaf. And I said to Bill, That's pretty special. That's what I'm gonna call my business. You've inspired me even more. And as Bill was dying over the days and the unconscious, I went round there one time and Robin said, Look at those roses out there and I said, Oh, they're still going. And she said, no, they're plastic. They all dropped off, but I put the plastic ones up. <laughs> just like the last leaf. And it, it just had a really good meaning. Yeah. The whole story. And I still visit Robin now, and she gives out my flyers, and she gives all my information, and feel very privileged to be part of what I've started. And you can Google the last leaf story by O. Henry and it's just a little short story and it's really lovely.
0: You know, as you were telling that story I got goosebumpy. Yeah. No wonder you decided to go with that. I think that's very special. I
2: know. I had been thinking at the time, you know, I had seen the the end of life doula emerging over here and thought "Mm, I could do that, you know, I could do do that and when he told me this story and I had been talking to him and I said that's that's what I'm going to call it Bill mm. the last leaf and he said perfect and I said yep it is
0: On that very special moment and, and note I think we'll leave our chat right there.
2: Okay that's lovely thank you.
0: Thank you so much for your time Tracy I hope that uh, our little chat can help people out there and I hope they reach out to you
2: Thank you,
0: I hope so too. Have a good day, Shane. You too,
2: Tracy. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. What's on? Daily Monday to Friday, 10am and again at 2pm, one hour of Zoom virtual co-working with Canvas co-working. Free and anyone can join in. The outdoor markets see most stallholders back now with the easing of restrictions. So, Saturday you have between... 8am and 1pm the Toowoomba Farmers Markets under the windmill at Co Museum. Orders can now also be placed online. On Sunday from 6am the Toowoomba PCYC Markets are on at the PCYC Toowoomba. Well, we've come to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. We would love it if you could share this episode amongst your friends. We look forward to bringing you more on what's on as restrictions begin to ease over the coming weeks. Remember to support local and stay safe. I'm Shane. See you around Toowoomba.